Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's Greg Matzik. In for John here one more day. John will be back on Monday, opening day. As a matter of fact, in Milwaukee, got a great opening day plan. We'll explain it to you throughout the program today. Sandy Max in for Sandy Max. Stephen Watson <laughs> in for Greg Matzik on sports. I love this little musical chairs thing we do. I like musical chairs. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, we are all utility players. That's the great part. You, you remember cakewalks when you were growing up? No. You never did a cakewalk? No. The cakewalk is where you, you, it was like middle school or, or grade school. You'd walk around, the music would stop, you'd end up on number five, and it corresponded to like a carrot cake or something like Ooh. that. And everybody would get a cake if you participated in the cakewalk. And thus the phrase, that was pretty easy. Yeah, it was a cakewalk. Oh, that's that's a lot I, better than musical chairs. Yeah. When you're wedging your friend right, you're out, you cake, wind up yeah. falling on your butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you end up with cake. Yeah. Exactly, right? <laughs> no, it's a win-win, absolutely. Nata Roberts producing the program, and Finn Askin has a look at your roads throughout the afternoon. We're following a variety of stories. Let's get you caught up to speed here. This is the three. Three. At three on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Sandy, where do we begin today? A first for a former occupant of the White House as former President Donald Trump has been indicted by a New York grand jury. Author Leah wright Rigger says this is showcasing a changing political landscape in America. What we're seeing right now is a complete shift in the political landscape. It not only means that Trump can be indicted, it means that any living president can be indicted if there is just cause. So here's what we know. He's expected to be arraigned in Manhattan Criminal Court about 1.15 on Tuesday of next week. This, according to CNN, now all the charges are under lock and key, so we don't know exactly what the charges are, uh, but upwards of 30 separate charges, according to CNN. We've got the full resources of ABC at our disposal today. We will check in with Royal Oaks coming up at about 3.20 this afternoon. Andy Field is going to join us a little later in the program. Tuesday seems to be the big day for next week. Well, it's election day, too, so it's really... It's really interesting, right? Yes, I have separated Wisconsin and the rest of the world. I completely forgot that that is the spring election here. I tend to look at things through a sports lens, and my first thought was, well, at least it's not opening day. But my goodness, you put it right on election day? Yeah. So much more to come on this, including an interesting conversation with Dave Spano of Annex Wealth Management. Sometimes things Trump does affects the market one way or the other. What can we expect Mm -hmm. after the latest news and what is on the horizon? Definitely a developing story. You bet. Action. Action is underway at the Pottawatomie Sportsbook, where betting kiosks and ticket helpers were made available to the public this morning. Casino CEO Dominic Ortiz tells WTMJ the bets began with Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson making a championship declaration. He uh, went right up to the window and and uh, he announced it to everybody. He placed his 20 bucks on the bucks to win it all. There you go. Cavalier Johnson making the first bet at the uh, new sportsbook kiosks at Pottawatomie. So this is just sort of the starting point, right? The kiosks are open, ready to rock. There is no online component. Wisconsin is not yet ready for online sports gambling, according to those in charge. (laughs) But I think it's coming at some point. Also coming, and you know I'm a sucker for a good rendering. Ah. Have you seen the renderings for what this sportsbook will ultimately be? Oh, my God. The video wall? It, I mean, it's you? legit <laughs> Vegas sportsbook yeah. kind of stuff. So I, that's a, a ways down the road, significant resources and construction. But they always find room at Potawatomi to add, expand, and enhance. And this is just the start of what they believe will be something big. Indeed. And finally, 
well, from wagering and hoping to get lots of money to $1. That was the amount awarded to actress Gwyneth Paltrow in court related to an incident at a ski slope in 2016. Mr. Sanderson categorically hit me. The jury finding Sanderson was 100% at fault for the crash and Gwyneth Paltrow was 0% at fault. The jury awarding her $1 in a unanimous decision. Mr. Sanderson is Terry Sanderson, a former optometrist who collided with Paltrow at a ski resort in Utah. He broke ribs, right? He had all sorts of issues. He complained that he could no longer go on wine-tasting trips. I mean, the whole thing was just kind of a joke. And by the way, they were on the bunny hill. Like, how fast could you really be going to have all that damage happen to yourself? But I think it knocked both of them out. It did. she was on court, and she even apologized for swearing. But, like, her initial reaction was, like, she shouted, like, hey, you freaking knocked me over like so it sounds like it was a it was a good collision but it sounds like a guy who knew Gwyneth Paltrow had some money and thought why not take this one to the woodshed well it didn't work he did sue for more than three hundred thousand dollars over his injuries the countersuit from Paltrow was great one dollar in attorney's fees a rather symbolic action tried to squeeze some money out of that goop fortune absolutely so (laughs) if you see Terry Sanderson on the hills somewhere in Utah just do your best Steer to go clear. the other direction. Uh, we are following the weather here as well. We're checking with Brendan Johnson coming up a little later in the program. There is a tornado watch for southeastern Wisconsin until 10 o'clock tonight. Northern counties in Illinois as well, part of our listening area. So we'll keep an eye on it. The radar is not flush with you know, anything significant at this point, but the conditions are developing here for potential tornadoes. There is some rain in northern Illinois right now, so... We kind of saw this coming yesterday. You'll probably experience all four seasons in the next 48 hours here in Wisconsin with snow on the way uh, and potentially some serious weather on its way as well. And last night's thunderstorms through the south side of town were no joke. I mean, it was no. it was loud enough to wake you up, and I could hear the rain hitting the window coming from the north. It was it was peppering the the, the window panes. Yeah, so. as ever, and temperatures were on the rise too, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, it got warmer throughout the evening last night. So plenty to come on the weather. We'll also get the latest on the Trump situation. There's so many different angles, so many different questions. Royal Oaks from ABC is going to join us coming up in just a couple of minutes. 317 on WTMJ. Well, the indictment of Donald Trump is still under seal. No way of knowing exactly what uh, what counts Trump is facing. But he is expected to be arraigned and be in person in a Manhattan criminal court about 1.15 on Tuesday of next week, spring election day, as we noted here earlier in the program. Uh, so many questions remain, and we'll try and get some answers from ABC's Royal Oaks. Good, uh, good afternoon, Royal. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. So I, the indictment itself, okay, that's one thing. We can guess at one some of the accounts are, but we'll, we'll let the, the truth do the talking when they are presented my question to you is, do you expect Donald Trump to be publicly arrested? Do you expect him to make a, a scene out of the whole thing? You know, it's unlikely. Everybody has been kind of wondering that over the last 24 hours because perhaps they think he'd like a perp walk and pictures of him in handcuffs to sort of energize his space and help raise more money. What we're hearing now today is that the lawyers for Trump are in touch with the DA's office, and it looks like in the afternoon, mid-afternoon on Tuesday in New York, Trump will appear voluntarily. He probably will be allowed to sort of enter discreetly through a back door so there won't be uh, photographs of that, and then likely the usual uh, mugshot and fingerprinting will be done. And and he'll cool his heels for an hour or two, and then 
go into court for the brief arraignment hearing. So it probably won't be a big reality show uh, the way uh, he, he sometimes likes to engineer those things. And then the drama, of course, will begin in terms of, well, how fast does he want a trial? And will his lawyers uh, be able to prevail on a statute of limitations argument? Uh, that's, uh, that's Those are still more unanswered questions. Royal, that was going to be our next question is, you know, what sort of timeline can we expect if he does show up on Tuesday, the arraignment happens and things follow along from there. Right. So he's got a a constitutional right to a speedy trial. So if he wants one in a few months after that, he can get it. A lot of criminal defendants don't want to rush to trial because they want time for their lawyers to do do discovery and and evaluate the evidence and just get really ready. But for Trump, it isn't so much a matter of his lawyer's preparedness. It's really eye on the ball in November 2024. Will Trump say, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I am optimistic that at least one jury or juror will say uh, not guilty. And so I think it'll work out. Do I want that sometime later in 2023 or do I want it to spill over into the election season of 2024? And there's a real wild card. If it really drags out into late 2024, it's possible a judge would look at this and say, you know what? It looks like he might be elected president or maybe by then he will have been elected, but not inaugurated. And then the judge might say, it, it makes no sense for the person that the people of America elected as president to be on trial and go to prison. You can't be president in prison. They're not going to take the resolute desk and stick it in an oversized cell, especially when the Secret Service has to be right there with him whenever he's in prison. So maybe a judge will say after his second term, then he will face trial. But all that's very speculative. We don't know if it's going to get pushed that way. It's just like the twilight zone, though. We're in uncharted territory. We don't know how this is going to play out. And Royal, also, just for those at home who might be wondering, myself included, a grand jury indictment versus others, what's the significance of the words grand jury? Well, a grand jury is a situation where the prosecutors go to the 23 people on the grand jury and they say, okay, this is a secret session, no defense lawyers, it's just you and me, I'm going to present the evidence and you vote on whether to force Donald Trump to go to trial. So that's what they did over a period of several months. And a few days ago, uh, the vote came in and uh, the DA was able to announce that, yes, the indictment got handed down. The alternative is a preliminary hearing, which is not a grand jury deal. It's an open public hearing where the prosecution and the defense get in there and duke it out and put on their best witnesses in a, in a brief, abbreviated version of the trial. And the judge decides, yeah, probable cause has been established. He's got to stand trial. Or the judge could say, weak case, I toss it out. The DA in New York chose not to go the preliminary hearing route. Instead, that's where we got the grand jury. ABC's Royal Oaks. Much more on this story throughout the afternoon and until it concludes, which could be a ways down the road, that is for sure. Have a great weekend, Royal. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Royal. Thank you. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. Public service announcement. Be careful what you read tomorrow. Chances of it being true are probably 50-50. Is April Fool still a thing? Are we still doing this? Some people are. Okay. It's... I will tell you who does it and who does it really well on Milwaukee.com. They do. They have a lot of fun with stories. They create them throughout the year, and and they're punny and funny and very, very Milwaukee and Wisconsin. Now, that being said, I I probably won't, like, it won't harm me. I won't feel stupid. I know that it's all done in good fun. Other than that, I do not enjoy April Fool's Day. I am trusting. I am gullible. 
I am the first one to fall for whatever you have posted online or called me and told me. Yeah. So if you see an article tomorrow in the paper that suggests that a Mexican-Canadian overpass is going to go over the United States and connecting Mexico and Canada, you might say, well, that's interesting. I wow, wonder who's funding that's going to create project. a lot of jobs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will give it the benefit of the doubt. So historians say April Fool's Day goes back to the 1500s, and it's when France switched from one calendar to the next. I am bored by that kind of stuff, but I am curious to know if you've ever been zinged by an April Fool's joke, if anybody's ever wrapped stuff of yours in cellophane, tin foil. Have you ever replaced the Oreo filling with toothpaste? I did that to my kids a couple of years ago. Those are more pranky, but that's a fun. Pranky. Oh, you're doing it to your little daughters. Yes, it was a well wonderful done. time. Well, they like to sneak cookies for breakfast. So you love April Fool's, it uh, sounds like. I think it's a fun time. It's a creative outlet for right? you. Right? A little bit. Yeah, I need that. The last April Fool's joke that I got was a phone call. It was actually a text from a family member gushing that they had just gotten this dream job. And I was so excited for him. And I'm texting back like, "This, you deserve this. This is the best thing. Oh, my gosh, this is so great. And then wrote back, ha-ha, April Fool's. <laughs> and I'm like, that's terrible. I was so happy for you. Like, you've worked for decades to get this job. Like, okay. So, I like, there was no joy in that for me. Like, I was like, oh, punked, got me. Steven, I feel like you could cook something up. Uh, you're just Look, so you, you've you, got right. You just you've got this grin. wry smile on your face right now. You've done this before. I think you're a seasoned veteran at April Fool's pranks. Well, now that you're you know pranking your daughters, it's starting to make me uh, think about game, yeah. about you know now that I'm somewhat of a new dad trying to trying to think of ways that I could you know take the baton from you okay. and <laughs> and continue. So maybe by the end of the show, I'll have something up my sleeve. Uh, there's got to be something you could do with like a baby diaper and like a baby Ruth bar or something like that to gross out your wife. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. No ideas are wrong in a brainstorm. What a window to your soul, Greg Matzik. <laughs> yes, yes. This is the kind of... We found out yesterday that you don't think Bill Murray is funny at no, all. No, I don't. I am off Bill Murray. But you are all about April Fool's Day pranks. Uh, I don't mind it, but I, I don't like to promote or advertise that something may or may not be happening. I, sure. I just I, I like the art of like the discovery thing, right? Sure. I, don't say surprise. anything. Like I might not even be home, and something could happen <laughs> at home. And the thought of it happening while I'm gone... Puts a big Gives smile you on delight. my face. Like, okay. what in the world? Just like to, to envision my wife's face when stumbling upon something she wasn't expecting would, would please me. I can say that in radio, I worked in Atlanta in the 90s, and the morning show I worked with, Randy and Spiff, that sounds like a morning show, right? Yeah. Uh, but they were great at April Fool's stunts and events that I didn't understand how the audience still like wouldn't catch on. Uh, if you've been to Atlanta, there's Stone Mountain, which is just this huge oh, sure. granite... Yeah chunk of of rock well they told everybody oh my gosh we see smoke coming from the top it is erupting it's it's a volcano we never knew this now again this is the 90s you couldn't just google stuff but they took smoke pots up and every and stone mountain was in on it so this became a thing and news stations came out you're like you would think so that was fun and then like the next year they told everybody they were going to be this a tv show on channel zero so you're going to have to get your TV to, to set to Channel Zero. And there were people calling in frustrated they couldn't get their... Because, you know, technology, you're trying to get your remotes working. There were people trying to go to other people's houses. There were people trying to go to bars so they could watch Randy and Spiff on Channel Zero on TV. <laughs> well, just keep an eye out, right? We've got a, a note to the text line. <laughs> Made meatloaf cupcakes with mashed potato frosting on April Fool's one oh. day when my daughter was little. That sounds like an entertaining time as well. April meatloaf Fools. cupcakes. April Fool's. Tomorrow.
Beware. Be Beware. aware of April Yes, Fools. this is your public service I'm staying away from you, Matt. Yeah, good call. I know, me too. There's your public service announcement from Stephen Watson this afternoon. <laughs> hey, we also want to get you ready for tailgating season, which uh, begins tomorrow. Well, I guess Monday, but you might want to be getting your supplies tomorrow. We need you to fill in the blank here on the text line, the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. It's not a tailgate unless you have what? What must be a part of your tailgate? We hope to see many of you at the stadium on Monday. We'll be broadcasting throughout the day up to and through the game and beyond. So we hope to see you there. And right. we know people turn out for tailgating Definitely, season. no matter what the weather. I know our teammate Steve's Scafidi's answer, and I will share that. But we want to know yours. Yeah, it's not a tailgate without. Could be a food item. Could be a recreational item. We want to know. The old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620. 345 on WTMJ. It's going to be a party on Monday morning, really. We'll get started at 9 o'clock. Steve Scafidi kicks off our opening day live programming from the parking lot at American Family Field. Get you set for the Brewers and Mets. Hopefully Brewers can get a couple of wins here in Chicago. Uh, But we know what happens here on opening day, right? There is a game, and then there's a game, right? (laughs) One game involves ball, mitt, glove, all that kind of stuff, bat. The other game is your tailgating game. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's strong in this part of the world. It definitely is. Now, it, it never ceases to amaze me, Sandy and Steve, and just how into tailgating Brewers fans are, regardless of weather. I, I think there's an assumption with the Packers that it's going to be November, December. You know it's going to be cold. Mm-hmm. right? But we are so pining for any semblance of warmth and spring that in March, April, it's a little more challenging in my opinion. But it doesn't seem to deter Brewers fans. Oh, no. It's, uh, that's why we're hardy. That's why the the warmth of friends together and the excitement for the year ahead. But there are certain things that, yeah, you can park your car, pop your trunk, start your tailgate. What absolutely makes it a tailgate to you, though? And that's our question on the old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620. We know you are seasoned tailgaters. And even if you aren't, you'll pick up some tips, I think. Well, I'd, I'd like people to inspire our next tailgate. Yeah. Right? Uh, the Stephen... Greg, Sandy, Finn, Adam, Tailgate. We're going somewhere. What do we need? Because I have a feeling we'd all bring different things. But what are we missing? <laughs> what are we leaving out? Like, I would bring a full-on smoker. We'd be smoking meat at the tailgate. Oh, yes, that's I right. You are the brisket guy, yeah. Or, or, and I text Steven about this all the time, I'm mm. cranking out the uni tonight, which is my little pizza oven. Have and you done a steak? Back, have you done a steak yet? And I've not done a steak in my uni. <laughs> Greg and I have had many conversations about searing steaks in an uni and... I'm letting you be the one to test this out yeah. on both of our behalves. I, I trust much. you more. You you have a lot more experience with smoking meats and doing uni type okay. of... I am delighted <laughs> to be tailgating with the two gourmets because I will be the one who brings what I think you have to have at the tailgate, beer. Oh, there you go. I've yeah, got the cooler we support full of that. beer. Of you tell a, me. <laughs> it's essential. I think what takes a tailgate from good to great is food. I think you have to take that food to the next level. There has to be some item that you don't normally see at a tailgate. I'm not talking brats or chips or dips. There has to be something unique from a food perspective. Well, that's where I thought like some um, some short ribs, pulled pork, brisket tacos, something yeah. along that line. That sound fun? Sounds delicious. Okay. Uh, from the old National Bank talking, my mouth is watering. From the old National Bank talking, text line 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old uh, from 414 
tailgates aren't good if there's no bacon wrapped water chestnuts. Yeah, I love the bacon mm-hmm. water. Like if there's a wedding you, and that's you can not wrap anything in bacon, and I'm here for it. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, I support that 100. percent That's a that's a good call. Uh, we also got just like Steve Scafidi said from three three one brats. Got to have brats as much as you're going seared gourmet steak. Oh no, no, the brat has to be there. I mean, it's science. <laughs> we're in Wisconsin. Like we're we're talking about a brewer's tailgate. Brats must be there, or it's not a tailgate in Wisconsin. What else? But you got to have that just something that sets you apart from the the cars next to you. Yeah, I support that. I like to support that. I've done ta- I've done taco bars before. That's been a big hit. Oh my goodness, taco bar to tailgate. Yeah, I like that. I like. Well, who has <laughs> a bad time with like? tacos? Yeah, right? everybody loves yeah. a taco, and they're, and they're it's like street food. It's handheld. Yeah, yep. right. You just that's that's easy. From four oh four one four, you've got tailgating must haves. BBB. I'm, I'm thinking barbecue is what they meant. Beer, brats, and bags game. Oh, yeah, that's your triple B. Beer, brats, bags. Okay. Three Bs. Ah, okay. There okay. we go. But nothing wrong with barbecue. Uh, we do have a phone call coming in as well. Let's uh, go to Wonderful. line one to the uh, no-named individual who has been on hold for 52 seconds. Greetings. <laughs> oh, there you are. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, man. What you got? Seven-layer dip. Interesting. Yeah, I'm there for it. What, what is each of the seven layers? I wish I could tell you. All I know is it tastes really good with... Uh, <laughs> Tortilla chips. I think it's got peas in it, doesn't it? Do we want to incorporate vegetables? Refried beans, refried beans, sour cream, cheese, salsa. That's four. Tomato. Jalapenos in there usually. Yeah, olives. Unfortunately, uh, maybe some olives on top, but I don't know if that's part of the seven layers. But uh, the cheese, sour cream, um, refried beans. I mean that's to me, is what makes it. Mike, who turned you on to this for a tailgating essential? I think maybe my sister, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, all I know is I, I, I think it's an essential. Guacamole is sometimes included in that. Appreciate it, Mike. Thanks so much for chiming in. I, I was confusing it with seven-layer salad, which is quite different than <laughs> seven-layer dip from what I gather. This is much more nashi than a seven-layer salad. That sounds delicious. And uh, Taylor in River Hills, I think you want to invite Taylor to your tailgate because jambalaya is the yeah, essential that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> tailgate food there. Here we go from the 414 Summer Shandy and then, of course, great tunes. Now, the music can really take it to another level, yep. right? So do you go throwback? Do you go current? Right? You know you got neighbors, and everybody's going to be listening to your music, whether they want to be or not, right? They're just sort of in the mix. What do you go with, though, right? I mean, it's opening day. You got to do it right. I know. I'm a playlist. I'm a th- I love a theme you party. Would, you so, would totally have a playlist yeah, for opening so, day. Yeah, you got to have your center field. Like, I would go with some of the very obvious and your Bruce Springsteen glory days. Like, I would have to have baseball-themed music in there. It doesn't have to be exclusive, but I would want some of that flavor. How do, how do you feel about throwing balls, whether it be a baseball or a football at tailgates? All right, so I'm not a fan. I have thoughts on this. Um, <laughs> you both do. My belief is that, uh, especially if you're behind the netting, there's no need to bring a glove, right? You're not getting that ball. Uh, in most cases, adults should not bring gloves to games. Unless you're there to protect your child by putting your glove hand in front of your child's face while they're eating cotton candy. I support that. But what about tossing projectiles among parked vehicles? In the tailgate, that, that's a problem, okay? You, never ha- you have well. to get it done early. Exactly. Because at some point, your ball's going to become part of somebody else's tailgate. And you may or may not get that ball back. <laughs> it may strike glass. Like you've got, there's more 
problems when you have projectiles in the air as the cars start to fill the lot. And, and, and some if are shandies. And if you're hanging out at Sandy's tailgate where she's <laughs> providing the beer, exactly. all of a sudden, you know, I can a, throw, throw a throw goes loose. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the no-look catch, it, uh, it just... Uh, uh, yes. Or if you're klutzy like me, oh, look, I'll dive, I'll save it from accidentally hitting somebody's rearview mirror, and then I'm the one who bust my nose on somebody's car. Toss a beanbag, toss a beanbag. Yeah, All good. Be careful yeah. with the football and the baseball kind of thing. Softball as well. Barbecue chicken uh, oh. from Matt on the uh, on the talk and text line uh, as well. From, and from 414, someone always has a football bouncing into your table. Yes, that's I didn't the even problem. think of that, knocking, that out your, knocking out your spread. Right, so. everything's on the ground now. Now you're eating taco dip off the ground. Yeah. Who wants to do that? So the one-handed catch is not worth it. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Keep your tailgate tips coming to Old National Bank. Talk and text line 855-616-1620. Old National Bank at Old. We'll share them throughout the afternoon. And final thought, if it's not potato salad, no salad. <laughs>